Hey there, folks. Welcome to Truth in a Thousand Words or Less. Thank you for joining me this Thursday. Thank, thank you for joining me each and every Thursday. Um, my name is Stephen Craig. I am the host and author of Truth in a Thousand Words or Less, and uh, I do this each and every Thursday. Um, but we're not going to be doing it next Thursday or the Thursday after that. We're uh, we're gonna we're gonna be on a little bit of a holiday break. I always hate when people sit there and say they do something each and every Thursday and then turn around and tell you the exact opposite of that. That seems really kind of stupid. But uh, I just did that. Um, yeah, we are usually uh, usually you can find us each and every Thursday. We're um, uh, both in print and in the uh, podcast version, and if you're listening to this, it's probably your usually your usual way of listening to Truth in a Thousand Words or Less. So thank you for joining us. But uh, for the next two weeks, we'll do a little um, a little bit of uh, taking off for the vacation, uh, which brings me to this week's theme, which is um, a lot. Uh, you know, if you were joined us for last week, um, certainly a little bit more problematic in talking about uh, in talking about a couple of. Republican congresswomen that are uh, crazy uh, and and stupid, which is a really deadly combination. But in any case, uh, this week a lot brighter. It's it's the holidays, folks, and um, I know it's been uh, man, a lot of it's been a struggle for a lot of us. Uh, maybe even last year we didn't even get to see our families a lot, and um, so this is uh, this. At least we're getting close to being back to normal. Then we comes right back and. Um, and we we seem to be in the uh, in the midst of it again, and um, so I know it's been a, a tough t- uh, couple years for a lot of you, and um, and so hopefully this can uh, brighten your day just a little bit. Um, this uh, this year, in any case, for this week's column, we're going to be doing the top ten Christmas movies of all time. Uh, feel free to write in and tell me uh, your <laughs> your complaints uh, and what you do or do not agree with uh what would have been number one on your list uh or wherever else what you can't believe i didn't include i'm happy to hear uh what you love listening to or watching during the holiday season but in any case uh for right now this is uh my top 10 christmas movies of all time by this point we are all quite familiar with the age-old debate that has racked human society for generations now does die hard constitute a christmas movie And for all of you out there who still somehow want to answer this in the affirmative, yeah, go screw yourselves. Clearly your overly simplistic deduction of the parameters that make for a holiday film are limited to the time of year when the movie takes place. But just because a movie is set on December 25th doesn't mean that it's a holiday film. What defines a Christmas story is more about its thematic content than its temporal landmarks. A true Christmas movie engenders the motifs of brotherly love, salvation, redemption, and forgiveness. Just because John McClane shows up at Nagasaki Tower trying to win back his wife on Christmas Eve doesn't mean that his taking out a dozen or so terrorists in horrifically gruesome fashion embodies the spirit of our Lord Savior Jesus Christ. Likewise, I don't remember Gremlins, either the cute or menacing version, in the manger story with Mary shoving one into the blender after it tried to terrorize the Christ child. And don't even come at me with Home Alone. If you think shooting Joe Pesci in the balls with an air rifle, while patently hilarious, somehow constitutes the spirit of the holidays, I pleasantly ask you to stay the hell away from my next holiday get-together. 
I am not suggesting that a holiday movie can't be funny or occasionally dark, but its heart should inspire us to embrace the Christmas spirit by recognizing our shared humanity with our fellow brothers and sisters. We should walk away believing a little bit more in the genuine power to make the world a slightly better place. Perhaps the single most relevant parallel between Jesus and Santa and whatever your personal religion may entail. And so, in that same spirit of the season, let me present to you my top 10 Christmas movies. Number 10, White Christmas. Okay, sure, this whole thinly plotted relic is not much more than a vehicle for showcasing the remarkable music and dancing talents of Bing Crosby, Danny Kaye, and company. But it's Bing effing Crosby for crying out loud. I have so much... Mad love and appreciation for the silky smooth tones of the 20th century's greatest crooner that I even went with the effing there. And by the way, if you've never heard the Little Drummer Boy duet he recorded with David Bowie in the 1970s, add that to your Spotify playlist ASAP. Number nine, National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation. Arguably the most quotable of all the movies on this list and definitely one of the funniest. This film is a brilliant satirical portrayal of Americana and the excesses and dysfunction of the holiday season. Every time I see the Griswold light display, I think back to my old grad school housemate from East Germany who would take driving tours around the Vermont countryside during Christmas time to chortle at the outrageously gaudy displays that adorned lawns throughout a country he loved but never fully understood. Of course, his holiday tradition was to stick lit candles amidst the branches of a dead pine tree, so I'm not so sure he has much standing to justify his cultural mockery. But as much as Christmas Vacation exposes some of the preposterously hypocritical materialism of American Christmas, it also has a heart, as echoed in the final refrain from Chevy Chase. A Christmas Story at number 8. This is my stepmother's favorite Christmas movie, and I know a lot of folks would have it higher on the list, but I do think some of this is generational. While some of this movie is universal, much of it is founded in a childhood of the 1950s. After all, kids today aren't asking for a Red Rider carbine action 200-shot gauge model air rifle. Yeah, fuck that shit. They're asking Santa for a damn AR-15. And hey... Apparently, Kyle Rittenhouse got one. You know, he got, he got just what he asked for for Christmas. Number seven, The Nightmare Before Christmas. So two years ago, I took my kids to a Colorado Symphony performance of the soundtrack to The Nightmare Before Christmas while the film was screening overhead. I walked away with a far greater appreciation for the magical malevolence between music and art that makes this film so emotionally evocative. Its soul lies in the contrast of tragic despondency and misguided optimism in the character of Jack Skellington, the pumpkin king turned would-be Santa, whose tragic flaw lies in his desire to drive outside his lanes. Number six, Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. Yes, I know that this is actually more of a TV show than a movie. And yes, I realize that one of its major lessons is that is that society will always reject a genetic freak or a cocaine addict, you know, whatever. However you describe (laughs) Rudolph's red nose is up to you. But go ahead and try to front me on this one because Rudolph is the apple pie of Christmas. And ain't nobody talking shit about apple pie, now are they? 
By the way, I, I wrote about this uh, years ago in uh, in my, one of my very first columns um, called uh, Santo is a Pinko Commie Fascist. I highly recommend it. Uh, go on the website. Um, I wasn't doing the podcast back in those days. And um, that uh, the basic uh, starting premise of that column is that my son, who I, I'd watched Rudolph for years. I highly encourage you to watch it again this year with a more scrutinous eye. Um, if you notice... Uh, you know, of course, Rudolph goes to the land of misfit toys. And uh, in in any case, that they flash forward, and the one thing that the owl, the little owl at the land of misfit toys tells him is that the reason he's a misfit and that he's broken is that he can't fly. He's the one bird that can't fly. Well, f- go ahead and flash forward to the, uh, to the end of the movie, the ending credits, as the credits are rolling. And my son pointed out to me, he's like, Dad... Isn't that the bird that can't fly? Well, sure enough, if you watch <laughs> at the very end, as the end credits are rolling, the uh, the little elf in the back of Santa's sleigh gives each of the toys a little um, a little umbrella to you know to be able to you know use as a parachute, basically to you know get their way down safe to for every little girl and boy, except for the owl that can't fly. He doesn't give the, the elf doesn't give him an, um, an umbrella. And so all you can surmise is that the poor little fella, you know, went splat right on the uh <laughs> Oh yeah, that uh that one hurt right there. Like what what you know when he falls down on the roof it kind of goes like oh, oh you know something like that. So in any case that is uh I highly encourage you to watch that before the poor owl that can't fly. All right, uh, number five, Miracle on 34th Street. Now, we recently discovered that my daughter found out about Santa two years ago and has been faking for our benefit for the past couple of years. Okay, that and she probably thought it meant more presents. All of this really pisses me off because I have spent hours crafting letters from Santa. Like, I mean it, the real deal. Like, like really long, thoughtful letters uh, to my daughter from Santa. Uh, writing clever present uh, tags from Frosty and Mrs. Claus and the elves and gosh, everybody who lives up in the damn North Pole. And losing sleep over whether or not I remember to move that stupid elf on the shelf. And every parent out there knows exactly what I mean by that. Holy God. Um, of course, I might have also taken some like pornographic pictures with the uh, elf on the shelf, or at least in, you know, compromised position. In any case, uh, when she, when my daughter finally revealed to me that she didn't know about Santa, um, what I told her is that Santa is very much real. And no, it's not me or your mom. The spirit of Santa lives in all of us and is kept alive by our acts of beneficence towards others. And if you don't think so, I'll punch you in the face. If you're all wondering how that relates to Miracle on 34th Street, see the movie. You'll get what I mean. It's it's about the spirit of Santa. Is Santa real? Number four, Elf. Um, you guys all know this movie. I don't have much to say except for while Will Ferrell's unique gifts of physical comedy are what make this movie so memorable, it is Buddy's indefatigable enthusiasm for all things Christmas, his enduring belief in the goodness of the world that make this one of my favorite Christmas movies. There's a great... Um, some of you will have seen it as a musical. It's fantastic that way, too. Took my kids to that years ago. Uh, any version of A Christmas Carol. Now, personally, my personal favorite is actually the Muppet version. Uh, though St. Patrick, uh, Sir Patrick Stewart uh, is the best traditional Scrooge in recent memory. 
Writing in the Victorian age, Dickens exposed the inherent hypocrisy of Christmas as practiced in a capitalistic world. Although much of Dickens' story hinges on the wretched poverty and blight of Victorian England, much of the story's themes are indeed universal. Many of us celebrate the holiday through excess and indulgence, but the real essence of the season, what Christ himself would profess, is a commitment to helping those less fortunate than ourselves. Scrooge learns this the hard way. America may well be doing the same as our ghosts of past, present, and future come to visit us in an era of our own cultural decadence. It wasn't too late for Scrooge. Will it be for us? Number two, The Grinch Who Stole Christmas. I wrote a column several years back about the lessons Seuss had to teach us about life. Here, he reminds us that Christmas lies not in the material trappings of the season, but in our connection to our fellow Who's down in Whoville. The fact that Seuss does so with a lyrical playfulness that is humorous and deft is nothing short of artistic transcendence. And finally, this is no surprise. I, I you know, I'm not gonna, I, you know, I'm not gonna do just put one out there just in order to somehow or another try to, uh, you know, be different from everyone else. My answer is no different than probably most people's. It's a Wonderful Life. I'm pretty sure that if you write a list of top Christmas movies and don't have this as your number one, that the holiday police will round you up and make you write, I will not disparage the living spirit of Jimmy Stewart ever again 500 times. While Frank Capra touched on the theme of universal brotherhood and economic justice in many of his films, he never did so better than this. In fact, it is the darker moments of this movie that make the resounding joy of its final scene so impactful. Let's face it, you know you'll be watching this on Christmas Eve. Oh, I know I will be, which is why truth is going to be taking a two-week hiatus, folks. So go enjoy your family, or don't. Maybe just to tolerate them for a while. Either way, we'll be back the first Thursday of 2022 with my annual list of New Year's resolutions. In the meantime, happy holidays, folks, and much thanks to all of you, far and wide. My love and gratitude to all of you folks. Um, no John Merritt today. We're going we're gonna to roll out with a little bit of this. My favorite Christmas song. That's right. Thank you, Vince Giraldi. Folks, have a very, very Merry Christmas. Enjoy your families. Enjoy your friends. Be grateful. Be grateful, folks. No matter no matter what life, where you're at in life right now, always, always find the gratitude somewhere. That's that, my friend. Some Buddhist one dear one time told me that is the key to happiness. So, 